This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bingetown TV. I am Paul, and with me are Brian and Jimmy. Today, we're hitting you guys with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or should I say Captain America and the Winter Soldier. The season finale, episode six, titled One World, One People. What a great 40 minutes. I mean, I understand some people out there didn't like it, but I freaking loved it. I enjoyed it. Let's give Zach the comic guy his props for one thing. He wanted it to be for Captain America and the uh, Winter Soldier. He got that. He's not getting his props because he told us the Falcon won't have his wings. So Yeah, bastard. They, they bounce each other out, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He did call that end credit thing. He was just yeah. like, they're going to they're gonna end it with Captain America Winter Soldier. Dare I say, we have to call this show Cap Dubs now instead Cap of Bat Dubs. Dubs. Cap Definitely. Dubs. Definitely still works. Couldn't agree more with you, though. A really good 40-minute episode. I, I split it up into two halves. You know, it's the first half is the action stuff, which was great, them defeating Carly. And then the second half was kind of the more aftermath of Carly and the political stuff. And I thought, they nailed both of those storylines in this episode. I think they did a really good job and Captain America announcing himself with a bang. Love it. Yeah. I liked how they made Sam's speech at the end, not sound too preachy, but like he was still putting people in their place that deserved yeah. it. Like, so I, I liked how they didn't make, like, you know, Captain America turns a chair around, sits down. So this is why you feel like this. Right. I'm glad they didn't do it like that. But Sam, amazing Captain America. I was worried about it at first. Not anymore. I'm stupid. Incredible. Yeah. How cool was it that they literally announced the Captain America 4 movie after this came out so that we could all know that it's coming now? Obviously, they had it in the schedule when they did their big release of the entire Phase 4 schedule, or, or at least most of it. They knew Captain America 4 was coming, but they couldn't tell us yet. So it was really cool that it was announced on the same day of the finale. So good. All right, let's just jump right in. So it starts out right where the last episode left off. Uh, Carly and all the Flag Smashers, um, they're right in the heart of this GRC meeting. The Carly and a lot of the crew are outside. It even shows one of the Flag Smashers as the pilot of a helicopter. So we know they finagled their way in there. And it's all over the news. It's saying, you know, there's a complete lockdown at the GRC vote, New York, like basically terrorist attacks going on. All the politicians are looking around. They have no idea what's happening. And we get one quick glimpse of Sam. He's flying in. We see his little his wings and his booster. So right away, we're happy to see that. Um, So we see him, but we don't really see him. Um, He's talking to Bucky on the comms. Bucky is on the ground. He's ready to go. He goes, hey, I also called in some backup for you. Bucky and this weird looking dude s- turns Bucky around and says hey like do I know you bang it's like Arya Stark and face changing <laughs> unbelievable pops that, off. 
is like the coolest gadget in the MCU right now. I thought that mask was so cool how she did that. Have we seen this before? We have not. And it, okay. seems, a, it seems a little broken, but I guess, you know, it's sweet. I'll say that. How cool was it also, though, the guy before Sharon, when Bucky's walking by, he goes, Sergeant Barnes, giving him his props because he deserves his props because finally he's not, you know, he's not the Winter Soldier. He's not on the run. He's Sergeant Barnes, baby. Oh, I didn't really, I guess I brushed over that. That's a great point. Yeah, so did I. Love that, though. You know, that's just, it's the whole theme of the show, man. He's shaking off the Winter Soldier, and now he's a good guy. Love to see it for the man. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Sharon just pulls off the mask and says, like, nobody's looking for me here. Sharon's a badass. She is. And boy, man, does she just get more badass as the episode goes on. Mm. Um, Basically... Carly sees Sam fly over and says, you know, hey, he's here. We got to do it now. So the man on the inside throws a smoke grenade inside the meeting. All the politicians are freaking out. They run out into the hallway and there's a flag smasher right there. And he kind of walks up on them. You're not sure what they're going to do, what he's going to do. But it doesn't matter because who comes in but our boy Sam Throws the shield, breaks the window, does a somersault in, completely decked out in the new Captain America gear, and it's it should just be on a poster. I mean, and it is. It's so <laughs> it's so good, man. I love the outfit. So let's talk about it really quick. I did go back and check out the spoilers from the toy that I told you guys about the last podcast episode, and mm-hmm. it would have fully spoiled me. So I'm glad I didn't because it, it was the exact suit. But yeah, man, this is a freaking sweet suit. So cool. It it looks a little bit different than the comics one, but I like it better. And I am definitely glad that he has the wings because he needs them. It's shown this episode that he definitely needs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't take away the wings. I am so glad he has the wings as well. He did. He he will need them. And also it's. It's awesome that he can fly like that. It just it it makes him so much better. Um, This whole scene was just incredible. The way he whips the shield in, like just destroys the flag smasher. That's a broken humorous. You know, it is (laughs) this man in this suit at this time, like on this podcast. Are you kidding me? It's (laughs) I I am buying into this so much. Sam is cap like just injected into my veins. He looks great in the stars and stripes. Are you kidding me? The next line he has, he knocks out the flag smasher, goes up, does a fake little fake punch like he's going to hit him with the shield. As he's walking out, somebody has the audacity to say, who are you? I'm Captain America. How cool is that, man? He can yeah. finally say that. I wish Hell he said, yeah. I wish he said, I'm Captain America, bitch. But yeah, that would have been a little too much. And nah, then he that would have been perfect. <laughs> and the guy goes, I thought he was on the moon. So yeah. knew they were gonna bring it back. It's cool that you know <laughs> that was an episode two joke that is coming back in episode six. So, so this is where this is where they notice that nobody is attempting to storm the building. So they kind of all surmise that Carly probably wants all the senators to run out of the building. So they're trying to get all of these senators who are fleeing to stay in the building. And this is when Batroc shows up and starts taking on Sam Mano Imano, or I guess I have to call him Cap now. Yeah, this is actually the first instance with the subtitles on. Uh, in, in this fight, it says Captain America grunts in parentheses. Nice. Not Falcon. <laughs> and how cool is George St. Pierre as Batroc? 
I am so good. Not to jump ahead, but I'm so mad that he's dead, basically not going to come back because he was such a good character. I mean, he comes in. He's like, you cost me a lot of money. (laughs) I wonder how much I could get for that new bird costume. And Sam hits him with a a baguette, maybe some fries. It's like, dude, you are going into like the biggest fight (laughs) and you're just joking about it. Um, And they just start going at it right away. Sam's trying to talk over the comms. Don't let them out of the building. And Sharon responds with oops because they're watching everybody just funnel out. Bucky and Sharon each pick one flag smasher that they see split up and their job is to go, you know, take care of them. This is this is where we get the Carly phone call, right? Yeah, yeah. So as Bucky's pursuing his guy, I guess he just recognized them as a flag smasher, but he's pursuing the guy and like some chick just hands him a phone and says, Bucky Barnes, like Carly's calling. Yeah. You got to take that call, I guess. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? But, he was like, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> I mean, the I'll phone, call her later. <laughs> I mean, the phone call is pretty much everything that they've said to each other up until this point. Just Carly's like, do you ever get tired of playing for the wrong side? Bucky says, I've seen this before. I know how it goes. Like, don't go down this path, Carly. You're better than that. And she's just like, well, if you don't want to get your hands dirty, maybe you should sit this one out. Thanks for taking my call. You've been very helpful because obviously the dude he was chasing got away. Come on. Yep. Straight stall job. And and she she totally got him with that. Played mm. to perfection, honestly. You got to take that call. Carly's yeah, you do. Bucky yeah. has a line in there uh, where he says, like, oh, you don't think I've ever fought for something bigger than myself? Uh, I have. I've tried twice and failed twice. Um, is he referring to once just being in the army with Cap and then dying? And and then the second time being the fight in Wakanda, in Wakanda, in Wakanda against Thanos' troops? I would say that that makes sense. Those are the two I would think of. Yeah, because I assume it's not while he was the Winter Soldier because, you know. Right, because him. then, yeah. agreed. But anyway, while this call is going on, the flag smasher that he's supposed to be following is locking up the politicians in an armored vehicle. So question, is this Lennox? Is Lennox the flag smasher that he's following this whole time? What I do know from the subtitles is that Lennox was 100% the guy that Sharon took out, who got in the car, and then the grenade went off. I do know that. So she literally acids his face off. And, I mean, that's a straight power broker move if I've ever seen one. Yeah, definitely. It's such a weird thing to think about when it comes to killing and certain MCU characters. Like, Sam uses guns. You know, I mean, he fights in the air. He knows if he blasts someone out of the air, they're probably going to die. You know, he's not fully like Steve where he's not killing people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was still a little weirded out that they were okay with her just gassing some dude and and aciding his face. But well, Sam seemed to be a little surprised because even when she says that's one down, how would you manage that? Oh, like mercury vapor. He didn't look too happy about that. And when he says, like, how'd you manage that? It's more of a, wow, you like took him down that quickly. How'd you take him down? No, I didn't take him down. I melted him. Yeah. (laughs) Bad ending for that, dude. And that was Lennox. Yes. Okay. Rip Lennox. Okay, cool. Lenny. Lenny. Pouring him out for a boy. And this is when we also see a group getting into the helicopter. The pilot, Diego, like over his shoulders, like boarding now. It's like way to be secretive about it. 
Um, I love how you guys write down names because of the subtitles. Like, I'm just like Flag Smasher, whatever. <laughs> well, no, it's funny. Like, they don't all get names. Yeah, I know. I know. There was one, like, kind of 40 year old woman that was in several scenes. Like, she was older than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think she got a name. She's she- the one that said, take the phone, right? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Uh, she's the one that later on, like, when they have a chance to leave, she's just like, maybe we should leave. Oh, is okay, that? Okay. I, I think her name is. Oh Dee. yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think her name is Dee Dee. But what's long hair guy's name? Dovich. No, I like. But long I, hair guy. I literally call him long hair guy because that's so much easier to know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's long hair guy. <laughs> so uh, we see all these politicians with Diego in the pilot seat, and uh, he's taking off. Sharon's letting them know. Sam has his hands full with Patrock and he's like, Bucky, can you, can you get it? He's like, dude, I don't fly. That's your thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Sam has to break up this fight with Patrock and what a good fight, man. I mean, just the hand to hand stuff obviously is good because George St. Pierre and his martial arts experience. And, you know, Sam was like, all right, time to end it. Sam throws a shield and Patrock kicks a chair to knock it out of midair. I thought that was unbelievable. And while the shield is turtled upside down, they're fighting over it. Sam steps on it like a skateboard. It goes up and it hits Patrock in the bottom of a chin. I mean, Sam is making the shield his own already. And then, you know, after that, he uses his jetpack boosters to shield Sam Patrock across the room. It's like, this is such a good add to Sam's arsenal. Yep. This fight was choreographed so freaking well. This whole series, the fights have all been really good. Sam's exit lines have been really good too because he hits him with the arwa and then jumps out the window. <laughs> Weren't you calling him out for being too cheesy earlier in the season? Uh, he got better. He trained a little bit. And he's cool, better. cool. <laughs> he trained with the shield and he trained with his words. Yeah. That was the last thing he had to learn to, to take on the cat moniker. I love mm-hmm. it. He had an iconic <laughs> exit through the fucking window too, where he like throws the shield out. Then just, he just looks great in the suit. Can't get mm-hmm. over it guys. Can't do it. So good. But anyway, so Sam flies up to the helicopter and Diego immediately starts evasive maneuvers. Like he starts a nose diving. And I was like, if you trust your pilot skills enough, but you're not going to crash. That's incredible. Um, and then, you know, they, they get away from the traffic and now they're over the water. Uh, as Sam goes up to the windshield, doesn't matter. He's got a gun, starts lighting him up. So, you know, he can't get close. So he goes red wing, see if anyone in there has flight hmm. training. And I was just thinking that the Hawk, the telekinetic Hawk wouldn't be able to do that in the comics. So, yeah. And it's also just hilarious that he talks to his red wing machine mm-hmm. because obviously if it wasn't a movie, he would just do something i mean like no actually i guess you could voice command right yeah i guess that is actually a voice yeah i'm just thinking i was actually thinking of it like oh i'm talking to my hawk friend like at the comics so yeah i was just taking it like hey buddy can you go check this out for me not like a voice (laughs) command oh i was taking it at like jarvis yeah now that's that's funny now that i'm like saying it out loud i was like no 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 that's that's yeah so at this point uh dovich who is also long hair uh, is grouped up with some of the other ones saying Lennox isn't responding. And then I believe that woman you're talking about, Brian, DD here, she says, we can still get out of here though, right? And Carly's like, no, uh, you know, De- Diego's in the air. The trucks are almost here. Worst case scenario, we kill the hostages. Well, I thought we were supposed to use them to negotiate. 
doesn't matter either way our message gets out to the world doesn't even matter if we die the movement is strong enough to continue without us hope for the best prepare for the worst hold tight move fast one world crickets i love Mm. this she goes one world nobody says anything for a solid 10 seconds one world one people one people one people they they finally all get in total total crickets i thought it was actually going to be a straight up they're not going to listen to her they're done with her after that I was kind of hoping it was. This is definitely not a good look for Carly. Just further descent into darkness. And this is the point where I'd be abandoning ship too. But yep. she has Agreed. some loyal followers. So yeah, her peanut gallery has been like losing faith for a while now. But this is also the second time that in this episode alone, Carly says it doesn't matter if we die the movement will carry on she said it first on the phone call with bucky and now this it's like she basically is viewing this as a suicide mission so back to sam in the helicopter an nypd helicopter shows up and it's there to help but it doesn't help at all it actually just does the opposite because diego just plays chicken with it and of course she's not going to pull up so the the nypd chopper pulls off and when they veer off they lose control you know they're going to crash Sam switches focus, and that that booster is so cool on the jetpack. He just takes off, and Red Wing shoots a grappling hook to one guy, and Sam grabs the other guy. And when they land, they land on a nice three-lane double-decker beam bridge. (laughs) But uh, the helicopter is still coming for them. So instead of flying away, Sam recognizes that the chopper will actually take out the bridge and probably a bunch of those citizens on it. So he stays on the bridge, uses his wings and shield to basically just make a turtle shell around him and the other pilot. And the helicopter comes in, dinks off and goes right in the water. No damage. How cool was that? That was so cool. I don't know about the physics. It's vibranium. I'll take it. You know, his wings are vibranium now too. So I was going to ask that. He's straight badass now. He is upgraded to the max. But yeah, that was such a cool turtle shell is the perfect way to put it. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I want him to use that more often. All the people are cheering and clapping. It's awesome. And then he flies away her- heroically. Uh, and cutting back to Carly and the rest of the crew, they're intercepting these trucks. So they block off their route, get the drivers out. It- it's interesting that Carly snaps the gun and doesn't like turn around and use it on them. I guess she says she didn't want to kill innocents. That doesn't need to die. So. That'll slide. But right when that is happening, Bucky is coming up on the motorcycle. And how cool was just ripping the front brakes so it sends him flying over the handlebars and then just decks long hair. Yeah, it's like a Superman tackle. I like that move a lot. Bucky, uh, yeah, Bucky's got some fighting chops. We, we know our boy can handle himself with that. That was a good move. And Carly immediately is like, oh, shit, we need to buy diversion um, we need to give him someone to rescue they light up one of the armored vehicles and of course bucky runs over to help right away and he tries ripping off the the super lock i guess you could call it whatever that was it's not working and carly and the rest of the crew are like all right let's go and what do we hear except a loud morgenthal and here comes the still unstable johnny walker let's finish this Look, I didn't mean to kill your friend. I don't want to hurt people that don't matter. You don't think Lamar's life mattered? Not to my fight. I just want the people on that truck. Yeah, why would she say that in front of John? Like, sorry about your friend. Like, 
he doesn't matter though fuck you oh my goodness totally agree man she's she made a lot of bad choices this episode so sucks and i just i wish she got more of her comeuppance in this fight but um and dude how funny is it carly's talking with somebody and then all of a sudden they got to get in a fight so what does carly do she puts the mask on so the stunt double can come in (laughs) every single time it's unbelievable and it was funny to see a walker throw his shield carly bats it away so easily you know you can do all that iron work you want still not made of vibranium we called that shit we said that that thing would break in two seconds and it did Mm. yeah and while a scrapper john does get overwhelmed by several super soldiers at once um and while he's on the ground like kind of getting pummeled his mind goes a little crazy there that i feel like that's a thing like he had a moment where he was like mentally unstable more so than usual Mm mm-hmm yeah, that was interesting. It's interesting because he looked up at his Medal of Honor that was on the inside of a shield, and that's the moment you were talking about, right? He, like, closed his mm, eyes, yeah, and he did get a little unstable. Now that I think about it, was that his Medal of Honor, or is that Lamar's medal? Because that would make more sense if it was it's, Lamar's. I'm guessing it's Lamar's. I, yeah, I couldn't read it or anything. But he has it right on the inside of a shield so he can look at it. So yeah. that, that would make me think it's Lamar's. Mm-hmm. Either way, this is where Bucky manages to get the truck door open just by pulling it with a little bit of elbow grease there. And as the senators are, I keep referring to them as senators. I, I just assume they're all senators. Anyway, though, they're getting off the truck and they're just, you know, Bucky gets his props for the second time. One of the senators is just like, thank you, Mr. Barnes or whatever. Long hair yeah. pulls out a parking meter and he acts like he's going to use it like an axe doesn't work because Bucky comes in and just rocks him in the next week. And then Carly picks it up and starts swinging it at Bucky. Not working. Um, How satisfying was this moment when Bucky is just dodging all of her swings, looks behind him, picks up a chain, uses it at brass, uses it as brass knuckles and just punches her right in her stupid face. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. It was Mm -hmm. so satisfying. And this is where, so they like fall down into that construction site or whatever. And then we go back to the air, right? I love this scene. So the senator that is flight trained on the helicopter gets a text from an unknown number, which is just Red Wing that says, put in your earbuds. She puts in the earbuds and then Sam is just like there telling her, okay, so we're going to execute this thing. We're going to count down from five. And when it gets to one, you just got to take the wheel. And this has got to be like my favorite scene. This is the coolest action sequence of the episode here. When he just zips right through, takes out Diego, and then she just like grabs the wheel. It was perfect. He's He's got the moves. He's got the sauce. I'm telling you that right now. He's got the sauce. Anybody in that suit, just like give it to me. Come on. <laughs> oh, did the Falcon no. slash Captain America suit. I was going to say not Johnny Walker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not just anybody in that suit. But you're right. How sick was it when, in the middle of this conversation, Diego steers a helicopter and tries to chop Sam down with the blades, and Sam throws up the shield and just mm. gets flung into like reinforced concrete pipes, mm-hmm. stockpile or whatever, and all of them fall in the water like right after Sam, and you just see his little faint blue glow light in the water come out of the boost. So cool, boy! You just earned this ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. and b-toms i can't 
hype this up enough. You're so right with the way he like does a somersault and throws the shield, bounces it off the helicopter door, breaks it, grabs it, and then uses it to fucking bump Diego out of there. It was amazing. Any fights involving the shield are just so satisfying. The way that they use it is just so like interesting to me. Mm-hmm. He's fighting with his shield like he does that. And yeah, props to Isla for jumping in and grabbing those controls. Uh, and <laughs> when Bucky, Bucky and Diego are falling basically from the helicopter, and obviously, I'm sorry, yes, Sam and Diego are falling from the helicopter, and the air is Sam's domain. So <laughs> he literally just kicks Diego off like a little fly and he falls down into the water. I hope that hurt. I hope he has a headache. And is All that right. the one that they say later is left? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. In the Hudson. So this, okay, I'm a little bit pissed about this scene because this is the scene where John finally gets a chance to take on Carly mano a mano and he completely blows it. Like Carly, but, it, it was a stalemate probably. And one, I have gripes with that because Johnny Walker, if they are equal super soldiers, his training should put him way above Carly one-on-one. I could, agree totally. Could not agree more. And he takes out yeah. two super soldiers at the same time, right before he runs into this. She's just got her plot armor. She's she's needed to be taken down at a later date. If they just somehow explained like that she, I don't know, her parents before they died or something were martial artists, or she had class, some form of training, not that she was just a refugee. It could be more believable, but like MIT did studies on John Walker and he was off the charts. Are you telling me? that he's just so blinded by hatred that he can't fight right now. I called bull, but mm-hmm. I, I will say the Carly's Rey Mysterio 619 to knock him out. <laughs> yeah. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And after she does the 619, she hops in the truck and tries to do the kamikaze, drive it off that construction site cliff, but she like dives out at the last second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the truck is suspended over these beams, like overlooking the construction site, very precarious situation. And John arrives and he does like a full 10 seconds of heavy breathing. Um, and then he decides to be a good guy. So yeah. yeah, he's at a crossroads. He sees Carly kind of like looking at the truck and fleeing the scene and he could totally keep pursuing her. And then he has the truck. And he does some heavy breathing, and then he finds his inner good guy, and he goes to help the truck. He is back to making the right decisions in the heat of battle. I love he, it. He's Actually, a complicated guy. You know, he's a hero. Great. Or at least he was. <laughs> Jim, you sound so so upset there I in know. that tone. He's a hero. He is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's a U.S. agent. That's what he is. He's a U.S. agent. He's a thunderbolt. I, I don't know. I kind of like this. Like like I was saying last episode, whenever Walker's alone with his thoughts, I sympathize with him. And he was just trying to do the right thing. He's learning not to act like a complete douchebag around other people and that he's not hot shit. But I'm glad that, you know, if they can give some other characters like a turnaround, they could give this guy who all he wanted to do was be a good Captain America a good, you know little turn not saying that he's going to be good because i'm sure val's going to have him do some dirty stuff but i did i did like that he had somewhat of a moral compass yeah i mean listen if if you don't give him that complicatedness and the i'm a hero but i have those bad qualities kind of thing 
then he's not going to fit with the Thunderbolts that I think is going to be in the MCU because I don't believe that they're going to make the Thunderbolts a straight suicide squad iteration where, Hey, we're just going to grab some villains, put the chip in the back of their neck and say, if you don't listen to us, we're going to kill you. Um, it is going to be more like, I would say you guys have never read this, but like an X-Force for the X-Men uh, where they have like a secret team that they use to, when they have to do the dirty work straight mm. up, you know? And yeah, they're going to do some bad shit, but it's going to be, to John Walker, I'm going to do what's necessary for this country, but I'm not going to do things that like Steve Rogers, you know, Sam or Bucky would agree with, mm. you know? So technically he's going to have, you know, the U S in his yeah. mind. We'll talk about that scene when it comes up, but she seemed like she just came up with that term. You're a U.S. agent as yeah. something that could be like, yeah, you're part of the USA, like very patriotic, but she's just like, you ain't going to be cap. Yep. Ooh, that's a good scene, but I'm jumping the gun on that. Um, so John decides to help the truck and then, you know, flag smashers swarm him. He's like trying to fight him off, but it's three on one and he's trying to hold the truck with one hand. Like, I think they tackle him and the truck starts to fall. But right when it tips over, who's there to catch it? But Captain America, our boy Sam and Paul, I'm curious, was this the scene that came up where you yes. were seriously questioning his strength yeah yeah exactly why where it came from so that truck is basically falling straight up so he has to hold and be able to withstand that weight and if you say like you know the boosters on his back they might be giving up enough force but then that just means he's getting squished in between the (laughs) truck and those boosters so i mean I didn't really understand it. Holding it on his chest and the suit is vibranium. Also the, I agree. This was, this was probably more than I thought he was capable of, but I think they were giving it to us to tell us that he's this strong. Well, I just don't understand. Like he was using his arms to catch it. Like, I don't understand that. Like if he turned around and like caught it with like his vibranium wings and then used his booster to go back up, that's, I get like, that's fine. But the fact that it was like his action, maybe you are right. Maybe his suit is giving him more, almost like an exoskeleton. Um, but Oh, I agree with you, dude. That was that was a lot for him to be doing, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was all, yeah cool timing. And I'm glad like he kind of has to be that strong, you know? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. For him to be Captain America and the legit player in the MCU that I expect him to be, he needs to be that strong. Definitely. Like, like you remember in Infinity War, Wanda and Vision, they're getting destroyed by, can't remember their names, but they're basically two of Thanos' children. Yeah. Yeah. When Cap walked in, I was like, they are so safe. Like, Cap is not going to let anything happen to him. So I think this is their way of getting Sam to like, okay, thank God. Captain America's here. Like, we're going to be okay now. Like, oh, God, thank God Sam's here. Like, we're safe. He's strong. Paul, that scene has got to be one of my favorite MCU moments ever. You think Wanda and Viz are absolutely fucked. They were having their, like, honeymoon phase. I was so concerned. And then Cap is there. I'm like, oh, they're so safe. I'm literally getting goosebumps right now thinking of it. The one girl throws the spear and Cap's catches it real quick um okay and you hear the song come in banana 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 
Intro- yeah. <laughs> introduction I'm to, goosebumps. to the bearded cat too. Oh my god, let's do a let's do an app on Infinity War. Just, oh yeah, I'm uh, damn. We'll put it on the books. <laughs> so as Sam brings the truck up, he saves everybody, pushes it back up onto the street. There's everybody there, civilians just cheering and clapping. That's the Black Falcon there, I'll tell you. Nah, that's Captain America. So the freaking younger generation gets it, not these boomers. Yeah, so he lasers off the lock and sets everybody in the truck who has probably had a wild past 10 minutes just getting tossed around in that truck. It lets them out. And Carly, pissed off, none of her plans work, picked up a piece of rebar and tries to throw it at Bucky's head. And calm, cool, collected, moves, dodges, catches it. Just like that cap scene that we were just talking about in the subway, Infinity War. And that was some weak ass shit that Carly tried to pull. And before anyone can retaliate, Sam just throws some cold water on the scene. Boom. <laughs> Shield comes down. Pinball, dude. Boom, 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 boom. Four flag smashers on their butts. He's just like, all right, Cap is here. Loved it. She's <sighs> pissed, man. Carly's so mad. You of all people bought into that bullshit? I'm trying something different. Maybe you should do the same. And then this is when smoke grenades start flying in, and this is Batroc. And it's it's a weird decision that they made to show Batroc shooting these off, and then Sharon kind of right after it, staring at him. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, did Sharon tell him to do this? Because Batroc isn't trying to help the Flag Smashers at this point, is he? He's just trying to cause chaos for and get he he Sam. only wants to kill Sam, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that if you want to assume Sharon has something to do with it, then I would say it's safe to say that she wants that conversation with Carly that she's gonna have in a little bit to see if she can get the, the flag smashers back on her side before she's arrested or she's killed, meaning Carly. Yeah, I think that makes complete sense because she wants she wants them separated, exactly like you're saying, so she can get in that combo. Best to tell Batroc, not do it yourself. Um, so in this chaos, the Flag Smashers kind of huddle up, and I believe it's Dee Dee hands Carly a gun, and this is where she gets the gun from the later scenes. And they run away, but Sam with the dope-ass goggles sees their heat signatures. You know, they're this way. Come on. And they're running down a few cor- corridors. You know, Sam and Bucky and Walker now are chasing them. And why Sharon knows they're there is because Bucky calls them right here. So she, he goes, Sharon, we're on the ground. We entered the tunnel on William heading south. So I like that they put that one quick line in there because otherwise, how the hell would Sharon know where to like meet up with everybody? Right. Agreed. Sam sees that their footprints um, split up. So they split up. Bucky and Walker go one way. It's more like Walker just runs away and Bucky's like, all right, I'll go chaperone and make sure he doesn't kill anybody (laughs) that's so true do you ever think we would see bucky and john teaming up in this episode no nah and they they like have a little good back and forth later on it's like they have somewhat respect for each other i kind of like i kind of like that banter i like where john's at right now and i know he's just gonna get blasted with some bad stuff soon but i like where he's at right now (laughs) yeah Uh, we see Batroc is down there in the tunnels. It's just kind of cutting to everybody because they're all split up. And then they're trying to regroup. I don't know why Carly had them split up if they just wanted to regroup again because she's like, Dovich, is that you? And no, it's Sharon. Drop your weapon. And, of course, Carly points it right back, hits her with the, I'm disappointed in you. Sharon responds with, 
That's what I was going to say. And then Sharon puts up her hands and lowers her gun. So you're like, what the fuck is going on? Because you don't know yet. Sharon is the PB, the, the big dog. It's peanut butter jelly time, peanut <laughs> butter jelly time. <laughs> she goes on to say to Carly, you know, when you came to Magic Board, you reminded me of a young me. You know, I gave you help and power and then you betrayed me because you wanted to control a world that hurt you. But I wanted to change it. I'm not interested in power or an empire. I have bigger goals like this. Like, come back and work for me. We can make a difference together. You just want me because you need your muscle. Without us super soldiers, how much power does the power broker really have? Oh, boom. So the reveal that we were all waiting for that we all, at least on Town TV, knew about. And what do you guys think? So... I was actually still surprised because we were still speculating. It seemed to add up that she was the power broker, but I was still surprised when they gave us that reveal this episode. And I personally like it. I understand that not everybody was thrilled with it. I'm not sure if that's because it conflicts with the source material and the comics or not, but I think it gives Sharon a very relevant and important role going forward. It makes her powerful and I am all about the moral ambiguity coming out of Sharon right now, because I like her to be up to some weird stuff. You know, I don't want her to be a straight arrow government operative or something like that. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent on your side with this. I love that they're giving this to Sharon because I want more Sharon. And I think this new badass version of Sharon is the Sharon that I'm good with for, from now on. Um, I think that the problem that people have, is one like you said the source material and two they don't believe it makes sense but i'm going to get into that a little bit later towards the end of the episode when we see the final mid-credit scene and when i have a little bit of a theory okay so my biggest gripe about this i said it last episode why did sharon the power broker bring sam and bucky and zemo straight to her golden goose and why while that conversation was going on was she killing people that she hired to kill sam and bucky in the first place well no so the people that are trying to kill sam and bucky are the people that the hit is out on them from when they killed they killed the the higher up i forget her name yeah yeah what what was her name um Uh she's the one that was uh that Sam was talking on the phone to his sister and he had to pretend like he was the the tiger yeah, yeah, that's where they got the name Dr. Nagel. Smiling Tiger. I thought, okay, so I thought that the hit, their reward for, I'm sorry, the bounty for killing Bucky and Sam because they killed that higher up, I thought that was put out because that was a law via the power broker and Madripoor. I thought, I, that's why I thought it was. I mean, if it was completely by her own thugs or whatever that followed through, they said, I hey. think it. I think it was that, and I, I think that, I'm okay with the explanation that she led them to Nagel because she didn't think Zemo would go rogue like he did and kill him. And she was using it as a way to like make them think that she's not the power broker, you know, like get them off her trail pretty much. You know, I I guess the more we talk about it, the more it does make sense because talking about the post-credit scene, she gets into the government. Now she has all that access. Mm -hmm. If that was her goal from the beginning and she was trying to use Sam to get pardon the whole time you know i i get it but i just still think it was naive to let this super soldier hating 
individual into your golden gooses. Yeah, I mean, I think she has to be very arrogant to think that she can bring Sam and Bucky and Zemo into a situation like that and think it's going to go fully to plan. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe. I mean, I like that Sharon is a power broker. I think that's sweet because we were talking about how she's badass and now she's just more badass. But I don't know. I agree with you, Paul. This is something that I've tried to just not think about, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm, it. That's too big of a gamble for someone who's supposed to be smart and calculated like the power broker to, like Paul said, even show that trio, Bucky, Zemo, and Sam, the Golden Goose. Like That's too big of a gamble if you, the only thing it would achieve is throwing them off the scent. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. It's weird. It's, mm-hmm. But I do like Sharon as the power broker. <laughs> so I do. She's a badass. Yeah. You take what you can get, you know? Yes, so, you do. Back under in the tunnels, how we got here, Sharon and Carly having this conversation, and who shows up but Batroc. So you're the power broker. He just finds out that Shannon Sh- Jesus Christ. Sharon is the power broker. Uh you hired Batroc to spy on me. Come on. You know I'm always prepared. That's that's the attitude you need to be the power broker, not showing your trump card um yeah. but Batrock's sick of this you know he pulls a gun points at a carly you know you're going to pay four times this you know four times what you said you were going to pay otherwise i tell everyone who you are bad decision i don't do blackmail shoots Batrock right away and carly takes that opportunity to then shoot sharon mm-hmm. so Another dumb move by the power broker. And what happens next, but perfect timing. Sam jumps in, sees what's happening. Sam, stay back. And then what? You're going to kill 10 people, like 100? Like, come on, just let me help you. Like, Sam is still trying to reason with her mm-hmm. after she literally just shot Sharon. That's what you want from Cap, though. You want him to be that good guy. That's mm-hmm. That's... I feel like that's a Steve Rogers kind of thing. I I do. I do think it's a Steve Rogers kind of thing. Always trying to reason with people and find the good in them. But I did have a problem with this. Like I thought it was a little too, especially the end when he's holding her and stuff. And she's, I mean, let do we want to count now on our hands? How many times she's done unforgivable things, even in just this episode now. I don't think it would uh, fit on one hand. Yeah, and I, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is we still never confirmed her age. If she was like 15 to 20, like a young person, then maybe that would make Sam more, you know. Okay, so later in the episode, in Sam's monologue, he says the politicians have the same amount of power as an insane god or a misguided teenager. Yeah, teenager. Referencing right. her, so 18, 19. Yeah, so her being a teenager, then I'm actually now fine with how he acted because she is a kid. And just like Sam said in the earlier episode, she's just a kid. But she did a lot of bad shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and, wait, and and Paul, she was going to pull that trigger. Yes. Okay. She was literally going to kill Sam. Sam was like, I'd rather die than fight you, which I call, you know, bullshit. She was going to pull the trigger. Yes, she was. And he's just doing somersaults. Well, to to be fair, though, she was going to pull the trigger to finish off Sharon, too. And he did intervene, but he just gave her the opportunity to do it herself. And when she didn't, that's when he intervened. So, like, he still did tackle her and stop her from dealing the finishing blow to Sharon, at least. Obviously, he couldn't save himself. Yeah, no, I'm just saying 
she was going to shoot him and yeah. he still forgave her and was like, oh my gosh, I'm hold you and let you die in my arms. I hated every second of it. Just to get us there, though, um, you know, they start fighting. Actually, not really. Carly's throwing punches and Sam's doing cartwheels saying, I'm not going to fight you. Um, she hits him. She goes down and Sam goes down. She stands back up, though, and she's like, no, I'm not going to stay down. To cut away real quick, the other Flag Smashers are looking at their phone and they're trying to run away. It's like, oh, the app says it's this way. Come on. And then Walker comes around and he he's quoting Lincoln going, mercy bears richer fruit than strict justice. It's like, all right, you're a little late on that one. I'm glad you finally got there, but you could have used that earlier. <laughs> yeah, the irony in the quote, but Lincoln, great man, great quote. Now, did you guys have a problem with the fact that they were able to just use the app? Not really. They used the app, you know, 10 minutes earlier to find them in New York. You know, that's how Sam got the the pings from Torres and Torres was like, hey, all these are coming from New York. Okay, so, so we're assuming yeah. Torres hijacked it and then that's why they could use it? Yeah, just trace it backwards. Okay, basically. that's fine. That's fine. And, yeah, I, I put it more as a fault in the Flag Smashers for trying to use the app again like that late in the plan. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I mean, episode one... Torres already had that the Flag Smasher app downloaded. He was able to point it at a wall mm. and, and see the the random mark. So if Torres was finally able, he, he he probably just looked up where the next meeting spot was and was and told Bucky and yeah. Walker, "Hey, this is where they're going to try to rendezvous to." So yeah, yeah I, I was pretty okay with that being okay. how they found him. Mm-hmm. But back to Carly and Sam. Yeah, back to that fight. So basically, Sam's just saying, "Stop it! Stop it!" And Carly's yelling, fight me, fight me. I give me if you had to rate this scene out of ten, like I honestly wanted to give it like a five. Like yeah. I, I did not enjoy this. This was definitely the one scene that I wasn't happy with. And if that's why people, you know, Rotten Tomatoes had this as the lowest rated episode, I think it was like fifty one or fifty seven percent. Yeah, I think it got down to fifty five. So I, if that's why people rated it so low, I don't think it, this episode deserved that because I thought it was a great episode overall. But I can yeah. see how people have gripes. Well, while we're at it, since that did shock me, that 55% on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, and that actually came out before we all saw the episode. And it kind of made me go into the episode being like, what the hell is going to be wrong with it? But I did go on the Binstown TV podcast, Twitter, at Binstown TV, and I, I put the poll out there because I wanted to know from our listeners what they thought. And I put, loved it, it was good, not great, and hated it. The Binstown TV typical poll option. So we got 78% loved it, and 22% said it was good, not great. 0% said hated it. So oh, that's good. I, I think yeah. that, you know, generally, I would I would like to check the audience score on the Rotten Tomatoes because it might be a critic score given it because mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of critics that were giving it shit. Why are critics so out of touch with the audience? Like, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Especially with comedies. I mean, I don't, I never trust a comedy on Rotten Tomatoes when yeah. it's not a critic score. <laughs> I'll use Rotten Tomato when they support what I think about something, yeah. but if they disagree, I'm like, ah, Rotten Tomatoes. What not reliable. Not they reliable. don't know shit. <laughs> So this is the scene you were talking about, Jimmy. It finally gets to the point where Carly is holding Sam at gunpoint. And she kind of looks at him 
And then she raises up her arms and squints her eyes like she's going to shoot. She's yep. going to kill Captain America, even though he wouldn't fight her. I'd like to hope that his entire body, except for his face, would be safe because he <laughs> has the vibranium outfit on. If we can confirm his vibranium. I mean, mm. if I'm him, I'm thinking that if I get shot, it's fine as long as she doesn't shoot me right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Red Wing would come in and just like take the bullet for him last second or something. <laughs> but Carly ends up getting shot by Sharon. She's bleeding out of her abdomen, but still doesn't care. She'll she'll hit her shot. And Sam, of course, rushes over to her, holds her. She dies in his arms as she's saying, I'm sorry. What what are you saying I'm sorry for? What are you apologizing for exactly? I, I wish she lived long enough to say, I'm sorry I tried to shoot you in the face. I'm sorry I tried to kill all these civilians. I'm sorry I'm young and naive. I don't know. I'm sorry I put all the politicians in a van and set it on fire. And try to dump it on Bucky. Like, Yeah. I mean, honestly, I took it like she's a little kid just being like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You see yeah. things a little clearer when you're about to die, too. But yeah. that's totally what it was. She was just looking at Sam, who was the one person that adamantly believed that she could turn around and she betrayed that faith in her. And, and she I, was just apologizing for that. Like, it's, I'm, it's, I'm sorry that it came to this. Cap gave her so many opportunities to, you know, say, you know what? You're right. I'll, I'll step down. Gave her so, so many. Bucky. Yeah. And just. Did not. I hated it. I don't know. So, question for you. Do you think Sharon shot Carly to save Sam's life because she wanted that pardon? Or do you think she was like, fuck you, you just shot me, I'm gonna kill you. I tried to reason with you, try to get you back in employment, but... I'm, I'm going not. with I'm going with two birds, one stone. Mm -hmm. Get her pardon and shut up the person who's gonna confirm she's the power broker. Okay. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Check and check all the above. I agree. I hope her final thoughts were like, oh, man, the movement is going to die with me. <laughs> like I kept saying, oh, it doesn't matter if I die, the movement will go on. No, it won't. All your other friends are about to die in five minutes, just to let you know. So, all right, I'll stop complaining. I sound bitter. Um, so Sam, are you, did you, were you one of those people that rated yeah, 55%? Paul gave it 55%. <laughs> no, like I said, I loved this episode. I just hated the resolution with Carly. I think that could have been done way better. I think it was necessary for this next scene, though, which I absolutely adored. So not Sam flying down with Carly's body. Didn't really like that. But I do think it helps with his cause. It shows that he sympathizes with the Flag Smashers. He understands where they're coming from. Doesn't endorse their actions, though. So, you know, when he comes and brings the body into the to that ambulance right in the street, you know, reporters are there, cops are there, senators are there, everybody's there. And they're asking him, you know, what's going on with the Flag Smashers? When did the government make you Captain America? Is it still Falcon? Is it Captain Falcon? Captain um, Falcon, I love that. He just ignores yeah. all of them. So it's the senator, Isla, and then the other woman. Can't remember. The three that were just arguing in that GRC chamber during the debate. The debate. All three of them are there and talking to Sam. Sam asked them, are you still going through with reestablishing the borders plan? Um, the other lady who was there says, you know, our troops are standing at the ready. They'll be back soon. And the terrorists only set us back a bit. And that's, this is when Sam starts going off. He goes, you got to stop calling them terrorists. Well, what should we call them? 
your peacekeeping group that carries guns that are forcing millions of people into settlements around the world. What do you think these people are going to call you? No. You just let me know when you want when yeah, you want me to take over, baby girl. I, I knew. You I was, know I got these quotes. I'm ankle oh, deep. Word, I'm word. ankle deep. You're about to get way steep <laughs> in this monologue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sam says your peacekeeping troops carry weapons, carrying weapons are forcing millions of people into settlements around the world, right? What do you think those people are going to call you? These labels, terrorist, refugee, thug, they're often used to get around the question why? The senator. Those settlements, that happened five years ago. Do you think it is fair for the government to have to support them? Sam, yes. Like, just straight up, yes. The government should fucking have to support them, you idiot. Mm -hmm. The senators are written to just be flamboyantly horrible politicians, but, like, (laughs) I'm pretty okay with it because Sam just alley-oops that shit and slams at him. Mm -hmm. So, the senator. And the people who reappeared only to find somebody else living in their family home, they just end up homeless? Look, I get it, but you have no idea how complicated the situation is. Sam, you're right, and that's a good thing. We finally have a common struggle now. Think about that. For once, all the people who've been begging for you to feel how hard any given day is, now you know. How did it feel to be helpless? Uh, Now, if you could remember what it was like to be helpless and face a force so powerful it could erase half the planet, you will know that you're about to have the exact same impact. This isn't about easy decisions, Senator. The Senator. You just don't understand. Uh, This is where we start to get like flashes to Isaiah, Elijah, just various people are tuned in because this is all being broadcast on live TV. This is the monologue. (laughs) I am a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Every time I pick this thing up, I know there are millions of people out there that are going to hate me for it. Even now, here, I feel it. The stares, the judgment, and there's nothing I can do to change it. Yet I'm still here. No super serum, no blonde hair or blue eyes. The only power I have is that I believe we can do better. We can't demand that people step up if we don't meet them halfway. Look, you control the banks, shit. You can even move borders. You can't knock down. You can knock down a forest with an email. You can feed a million people with a phone call. But the question is, who's in that room when you make those decisions? Is it the people you're going to impact, or is it just more people like you? I mean, this girl died, and no one has stopped for a second to ask why. That was my favorite quote, man. That was so good. This girl died trying to stop you, and you guys didn't even ask why. You're like, oh, she's trying to stop us. She must be bad. No. And once she's down, they just blindly go forward with the plan that she was opposing yeah. and label her a terrorist. They're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Once they call her a terrorist, it nobody asks why. It's just like, oh, the government's taking out terrorists. Good job. Oh, MCU making me ask questions, man. <laughs> uh, or is it more people like you? I mean, this girl died and no one has stopped for one second to ask why. You've got to do better, Senator. You've got to step up because if you don't, the next Carly will, and you don't want to see 2.0. People believed in her cause so much that they helped her defy the strongest governments in the world. Why do you think that is? Look, you people have just as much power as an insane god or a misguided teenager. The question you have to ask yourself is, how are you going to use it? Well done. Mic drop, baby. Thank you very much. Yeah. It, this is our Captain America. Come on. He he absolutely slayed that. I no, I think I, we I, needed all of it in this episode because it was just so good and so yeah. important to what the new captain, what Sam, what his vision is. And his 
superpower is that he believes that we can do better. I mean, I'm fine with putting all my faith in him. Hell yeah. Me too. Yeah, man. I don't care who Captain America is as long as they compose themselves in a manner that is befitting of Captain America. Like if you're wearing that suit, wielding that shield, I'm going to take a knee and listen and I will run through a brick wall if you tell me to. If I'm a (laughs) senator, I'm sure as hell going to do better because you tell me to. Like, give me this. Sam is Cap. Like Sam is Cap. And as you were saying, the reporters are there and it's broadcasting all over the world. So this is what I was getting at with Sam has shown that he sympathizes with the flag smashers and they will recognize that. And I'm sure they will actually embrace captain America in the future because he is fighting for them. And at the same time, you know, everybody else in the senators, politicians, they're thinking, damn, this guy's logical. I'm yeah. gonna, maybe we should listen though. God damn it. That makes sense. <laughs> And then Bucky. Bucky's such an ass. First thing he says, oh, sorry, I was texting and all I heard was black guy in Stars and Stripes. <laughs> nice job, I do, want, I do want to say, he, to get to Bucky, he walked past John Walker, who looked to have like an approving nod on his head. You know, he was just like, well, way to go, Sam. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, Jimmy, I know you're shaking your head a little bit with what happened with Walker, but I, I personally love the route they took with him. What do you mean I'm shaking my head? I just figured, or you were looking forward to him being like real bad, like U.S. agent, like uh, straight up, straight up no, villain. No, I'm I'm fine with how he is. I'm definitely fine with that. I, I really do think that he's going to be somebody at some point that we're going to enjoy watching. I mean, we enjoyed him this this series, you know, and I think that he's going to be, whether it's a Thunderbolt, a Dark Avenger, just an unnamed person being used by Val, we're going to enjoy whatever he does. Jim, for what it's worth, I did not get that impression. I thought you were kind of in for John Walker and the route he's taken. Yeah, I think I was 100% in for the route he took, like B-Tag said, but I also theorized the villain route because of the comics from the beginning, like Paul said. So, I mean this not sarcastically. Is Thunderbolts confirmed, or are you just so believe in that theory that you have that that's the end game for this? I just so believe it. <laughs> cool. I'm yeah, in. no, it, there's oh, no confirmation. Been there before, Jim. Yeah, there's no. Oh my gosh, we've been there, <laughs> dude. Mephisto's going to head the Thunderbolts, but um, I'm not the only. Well, okay, I can't even say I'm not the only one because now I'm not the only one who thought Mephisto too. So, yeah, um, I think that it would be a big miss not to do the Thunderbolts, especially because of how. I mean, we just saw the Suicide Squad trailer break records. You yeah. Know? So I just think that. We already talked about it. Our boy Zemo. Actually, you know what? Let's freaking do this right now here, all right? So <laughs> on the Benchtown TV Instagram, I posted a little picture of our possible Thunderbolts that could be in the MCU. We already talked about this last episode, the, the actual options. But I just want to talk about how sweet this team would be. So we have Zemo, which, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have Taskmaster and, and Yelena Belova. We don't know them yet. So we're not sure how they're going to be on screen yet, but they are badasses. So, hell yeah. We know that we like Johnny Walker. We want to see more of him. I enjoyed Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think she's a badass. Now, we have Justin Hammer, who we haven't seen since Iron Man 2, but he would be so cool. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that character was a scene stealer. I just watched Iron Man 2. He killed it. 
Yeah, he would be phenomenal. And then the Red Hulk that you see is Thunderbolt Ross. Besides me theorizing, there are huge <clears throat> rumors that Thunderbolt Ross is going to have a big part to play in the MCU coming up. And Red Hulk, that's what he turns into in the comics. And that may be his trajectory for the, uh, the MCU as well. And the last one we have on here is Deadpool because you throw a Deadpool in any team and it's the freaking shit. So we already know from the comics, I told you guys last week, he was a Thunderbolt at one point. He's also a member of the X-Force team that I told you about earlier. That team is so awesome. It's I'm just going to name a few for you guys. Deadpool, Wolverine, X-23, Nightcrawler from the Apocalypse timeline that uses the sword. Let's go. So... I don't necessarily know that Deadpool will be on that team, but he would be awesome on it. And if they have a problem with giving him solo movies, like X-Force was the rumor for Mm -hmm. the Fox X-Men Marvel Universe. So throwing him on a team like the Thunderbolts, let's freaking do it. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool has been confirmed. They're getting him into the MCU, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm very curious. That's a good question. I'm very curious to see how they bring him into the fold. And it... (sighs) They could really do whatever the hell they want with the character because that's kind of his thing. He just bops around and does whatever the fuck he wants, right? Yeah, and Kevin Foggy did say he confirmed that they will do an R-rated Deadpool movie. So that is awesome. I'm really interested for this phase in general because they're starting to dig deeper into the source material. You know, we already got the first Iron Man cap and, well, Thor is still hanging around, but like the heavy hitters that we've grown to know and love over the past like 20 years, they're gone. So we're going to start getting kind of deeper into the roster here with people that someone like me who has really never gone through the comic source material. I've never heard of a lot of these characters. So it's, it's awesome to see them coming to the screen. Yeah. Just makes you want to go and read the source material more, learn more about them. Um, so we get Bucky and Sam, they walk over to Sharon, still bleeding, saying, you know, this isn't the worst thing that's happened to me today. And Bucky's like, all right, let's get you to the hospital. And before she leaves, Sharon says to Sam, look, I'm sorry how things ended down there. For what it's worth, the suit looks good on you. you know, Can we get out of here, please? They go off. And Sam says, hey, like, I didn't forget about our deal. Like, I'll get you that pardon. And goes over to this cop i don't know this guy and says hey we got eyes on the last flag smasher down in the hudson can you help always and you know cat takes off like a boss uh so the rest of the flag smashers i guess it's dovich dd whoever else long hair guy is dovich right yeah <laughs> i was gonna say guy. that <laughs> was like, that's the only two i know shit um so they're all handcuffed and they're getting put into an armor armored vehicle and it was a strange moment because the cop that is closing the back door says to them, one world, one people. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I guess goes in the passenger seat. So I don't know. They're planning on getting out or maybe they had people on the inside that was going to help. But as he drives away, we get a big explosion. Boom. Cuts to an old guy in a nice sedan. And who is it? But Zemo's butler. Mm hmm. And it cuts to Zemo in the raft. He's listening to the radio. Uh, it was reported today that four Flag Smashers have died in an explosion. Zemo looks at us through the camera, looks right at the lens, smiles, my heart melts. And then he lays down and he knows he can go to sleep because his work is done. <clears throat> All the super soldiers are dead. Have Besides you guys... Bucky and Walker. Sorry. Right. 
Very interesting choice to show the guy. I don't know if he was army or police, but he said, like you said, the line indicating that he was going to help them. And then they all blow up. You don't need to put that in. Yeah, I, it was like okay. a hat on a hat or something. Yeah. Unless yeah, they're you're right, you're right. Unless and, there's a reason, like unless we're supposed to think that there is more not super soldiers, but flag smasher sympathizers, which we do know that there's going to be more that exist, but inside either the government or important so positions. Here's what I thought happened when I watched it through the first time. I, I also didn't put together that the old guy was Zemo's butler. So that was revealed to me here. That's just <laughs> bad viewership for me. But since I didn't have that piece of information, I assumed that the dude was a flag smasher posing as military personnel, or at least a, a military man who was sympathetic to the cause, just a human mm-hmm. who, instead of letting them rot in the raft, he mercy killed them with the explosions. Or maybe it's just like they so don't get the flag smasher secrets. So and I saying, thought that the butler was just there to confirm their death. So you're Definitely. saying that he knew, like the butler knew that it was going to happen, though? Like Zemo knew it would happen? No, but I think the butler was instructed to tail Flag Smasher Super Soldiers no matter what. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But now I think you guys are right, which begs the question, why would they put the hat on the hat? Yeah, yeah. Unless uh. their their purpose was to show that the movement isn't dead yet. That's That's... Pretty much. Boom. I I mean, there you go. We have no idea what Captain America 4 is going to be about. So, yeah. And I mean, if the movement wasn't dead, I'm the four of them, the four super soldiers that are left just died. So that would make the movement take a huge hit. So, again, what was the point? I hope that comes back and it's not just like, what the what the hell one liner. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, but, you know, you can only wait and see. But this next scene. Any scene with Val, fucking amazing. She gets the text. Ah, ooh, man, no way. Hey, Walker, check your phone. <laughs> Looks like our friend Zemo got the last laugh. And she's obviously just got the news about the rest of the Flag Smashers biting the dirt. Couldn't have worked out better if I planned it myself. Maybe I did. No, I'm kidding. Or did I? Or did I? <laughs> Dude, I love her. She's so good. She's such a good actress. She is going to be a huge, huge part of the mcu and it's they really nailed it with her casting she's talking to walker's wife and walker's wife hasn't said a word she's just talking to herself rambling rambling or did i no no maybe i did no i'm kidding anyway it's gonna save people a lot of paperwork redacting and shredding she's tapping her feet what is he doing in there she's (laughs) she's just like so antsy she's like bang 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 ready to go and walker's wife says it's probably the helmet and all I could think about is what? Like he's trying to make his helmet not make his face look squishy. Squishy <laughs> <laughs> faces back. Yeah. So he comes out and he's wearing the same suit, but it's black. It's and straight up the US agent from the comics costume. 100%. Almost exactly the same. I remember you saying that when he got revealed at the end of the first episode, you said this, this does look like US agent Walker. Yep. But it had it just had a little bit too many stars and stripes. This one straight up black. Yep. Pretty much took the suit, turned it black, and took the A off. And that's it. And that's your US agent outfit. She says things are about to get weird, so when they do, we're not gonna need Captain America. We're gonna need a US agent. Keep your phone on you. 
Oh, she said it. (laughs) Yeah, I loved that. Uh, And it was like all caps to it and everything. Keep your phone on you. Will do, Val. Don't call me that. (laughs) (laughs) He is physically, you can see his body language. He is so ecstatic and happy. He goes, I'm back. And, you know, gives his wife a hug. You know, I'm just happy for him. Look at Thomas is crying, man. He's so happy. No, I just thought my next bullet was his future is going to be just horrible for his mental health and just everything. I feel like Val is up to some shady stuff and she's going to send him on some horrible missions where he's going to have to do some terrible things to people. And yeah, I definitely agree. I think think he's going to get like basically ordered to like kill like young adults or teenagers or something. That's like putting up a fight and some far off refugee camp. He's basically going to be told what Wolverine was told in, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. He was like, no, I'm not going to kill all these people. I pretend anyway. like that movie didn't exist, but... Um, <laughs> you don't like that movie? <laughs> X-Men Origins? Yeah. With, De- with Deadpool? Oh, the yeah. First- that was horrible. That movie that was-, was ass mouth, dude. But, um, I, okay, I don't want to say... I, I hate when people just be like, that movie sucks, your opinion doesn't matter. But I, <laughs> my opinion is that the movie was ass mouth. But we'll do a pod on that if you want to talk about that. All right, yeah. but um, still, this episode didn't give us any clear clearance on whether she's a government agent, whether she's doing her own thing. You know, she talked about the government. We just don't know yet. So we'll get some more information from her, especially we like we said, Black Widow. She will be in that movie. That's what I was just about to say. I hope we get some clarification there. Um, to go to Bucky's resolution, he knocks on Mr. Nakajima's door. What are you doing? You know, get in before somebody calls the cops. I was a little confused about that. Whatever. It's not Wednesday. What are you doing here? I have something to tell you. It's about your son. Takes his glove off, reveals to him what happened. He was murdered by the Winter Soldier, and that was me. Sebastian Stan's acting. You know, we've said it a million times. Him in Wakanda and AO just saying the words and him resisting and this yeah, coming clean to Mr. Nakajima, you know, why? And he responds, I didn't have a choice. And he walks out all sad. And we also see, I guess it's, you know, the next day or something, he leaves a note for Rainer's therapist saying, thanks for your help. I was able to finish the book and it's Cap's book and every name is crossed off. And then Bucky is walking down the street and he looks into the sushi bar and sees the bartender that Pete Doms was talking about and smiles yeah, a little bit. You said she was going to come back, but don't refer to her as the bartender. Just call her what she is. And she is Bay. We're going to be seeing a lot of her. I think Val <laughs> has a big future. And I think that that this chick has a bright future in the MCU. But I Yuri just ripping some sake, too. Yeah, that's sweet. What if we never see her in the MCU again? Are you going to be sad? I would put some a good amount of money that we will not. I don't it's think not we will. even a possibility in my mind. So I wouldn't even entertain the thought. He walked Can away. You? He walked away. He didn't walk into the to the restaurant. He, he walked past. He didn't walk away. <laughs> he, he 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 walked in front of the window. He lingered. He smiled, and then he passed. He's got Sam's sister to think about. Okay? Yes. Yes. He I doesn't agree. have time. Yeah, they girl. they do get along swimmingly at the party later on, don't See? they? Yeah, mm-hmm. they got some chemistry too. All right, but we're jumping the gun. So <laughs> the next scene is back in Baltimore, and we have Sam coming back to visit our boy Isaiah. 
and Elijah opens the door. What you want, Black Falcon? <laughs> this guy, they are just grooming young young Elijah for, yep. for, for superstardom. And I'm glad they are. Yeah, I can I can get behind Elijah. What's his name? Patriot gonna Patriot. be? Patriot. Yep. We think. Patriot yeah. confirmed. That's happening. Come on. Um, yeah. You need to and learn then, some manners. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Isaiah come up. He's still black, but he's not a falcon anymore. Um, and this is where we have, I actually really, really, really love the resolution to Isaiah's kind of story arc. And we might see him again, who knows, because he's still around. But, um, you know, Isaiah says, I saw what you did. Seems like everybody saw what you did. The GRC are stepping down with their relocation plan. So you must have done something right, huh? And Isaiah, you know, he's he's very keeping his cards to himself but he finally says you know sam i i think you are special i mean you ain't no malcolm martin or mandela but you know no argument there i love that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and he's like so black captain america huh and sam's just like damn right i may fail i may die but we built this country bled for it and i'm not gonna let anybody tell me i can't fight for it not after everybody before me went through including you another mic drop when he says, damn right, I was like, oh, fuck yes, yeah. man. I love your conviction. It's awesome. And I love how while they're having this conversation, Isaiah is just picking up this tree in a huge yeah. pot. It's like, three, <laughs> it's like 300 pounds probably, and he's just moving it like it's nothing. Yeah. So cool. I didn't even notice that. What was, oh, he, yeah. what, was he, what was the garden work he was doing? Was it like a tree trunk or something? Yeah, it was, it was like a big decent size like four 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 and a half foot tree in like a big pot with like a bunch (laughs) of dirt awesome i didn't even notice he's picking it up like it was a flower it was so funny so isaiah says when you know sam says what he says he says starts tearing up damn i i almost bought that one man you almost got Mm. me uh elijah rolls up uh and sam says you know why don't you get yourself cleaned up isaiah i have something to show you and elijah's like where are we going Flash to the Smithsonian. We're walking through the Captain America exhibit and we're walking through. And then Sam leads him to this shiny new golden statue that has been erected of I of a young Isaiah Bradley in his military uniform and an accompanying plaque that tells his story. Um, you know, we just have this lasting moment. Now they'll never forget what you did for this country. Never. And the two embrace. And it's very emotional. And I love that for Isaiah because... We like Isaiah on here at Finchtown TV. Yeah, they really nailed everything with Isaiah this entire series. Every episode that he's in, he's phenomenal. Every conversation they have is phenomenal. Just like you said, Brian, great ending to a, a character for this season. And hopefully we do see him in the future. Absolutely loved it. I think they did it perfectly. When Elijah starts coming up to be Patriot, I would love for Isaiah to be like his mentor. Walking and, him through the ranks. And you talked about this in an earlier episode. I need Isaiah flashbacks of like him. Oh, and yeah. Just oh, him yeah. and Bucky going at it. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be surprised if he's in Captain America 4, the movie. Mm. You know, 100%. Yeah, I could definitely. See it. So, and that's kind of, that's kind of the end to isaiah's storyline and then we have this last scene where we're back in new orleans at at sarah's place you know they're out at the docks the boat's there and we're just having a big old party whole neighborhood came out everyone's having a good time good music bucky's showing off the vibranium arm like definitely showing off to sarah yes. everyone's happy man <laughs> yes. everyone's showing happy. Off to sarah. 
nephews are hanging off of it and he's yeah. just acting like he doesn't notice and our final scene here is is a shot of buck and sam smiling into the sunset together so you know stark contrast to the beginning of this series where they were you know not on the best of terms now we got the band back together we got a new captain america the right captain america i would say and we have Sergeant Barnes, no longer the Winter Soldier. Everyone's happy. We're ready to see these characters again in the movie. Screen cuts to black, and all of a sudden, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Man, that was so good. I was with Emily, and we were both yelling. We were like, let's go! So let's go. How many after credit scenes were there, Paul? I only found one. I swear to God, there's two. I want to be so bad. Zach, the comic guy, texts him and he's like, "Yo, uh, there's only one, right?" And I was like, yeah, "There's only one." And he's like, "I didn't want to." He's like, "I don't want to pull Paul from Wandavision." I literally double checked both times I watched. <laughs> I waited twice because I didn't want to be that guy and be wrong. But this post credit scene, it's Sharon getting that pardon. You know, she's in some court hall the senator's talking to her saying the carter name has always been synonymous with trust you know we're open to giving you a full pardon would you like that it would be my honor you know i've been waiting to hear those words for years she's so full of shit welcome home agent carter so as she's walking out of the courtroom she's smirking and then she literally gets down steps and makes a phone call like you couldn't wait until you're off government property to, to make that phone call, but <laughs> anyway, she says, yeah, let's start lining up our buyers. Super soldiers might be off the menu, but we're about to have full access to government secrets, prototype weapons, you name it. Should be something for everybody. Who's she on the phone with, Paul? <sighs> the driver that she <laughs> that picked her up from episode three. I have a theory. I have two theories, but we'll get into it in a second. No, nah, fuck it. Get into it now. Okay, so... No higher vibe today. It's a series finale. We don't need any higher vibes, but we do have one theory that has been making the rounds. I thought of it pretty quickly when I was watching the episode, and then I saw that it was making its rounds online, just like the Mephisto thing did. So we don't need to say it's 100% because of that. But what is your guys' opinion on the fact that Sharon Carter could be a scroll? Hmm. Interesting. Um, do you want to hear my thoughts first before you make your decision? No, because you have you have a more informed decision than me and Paul, I would say. So I want to hear our takes before we, okay. we get biased by you. Uh, Paul, do you have thoughts first? Um, yeah, scrolls can't remember really long memories and details, right? Did Sharon ever say anything to them? I mean, they talked about old missions. Well, they could, they, if, if they study they can know stuff but i mean i don't think she ever what does she ever talk about with them specifically besides the government screwed me yeah i don't think it was that deep i mean yeah the only thing is she says like i stole the shield for his ass or i stole the wings yeah. for his ass so you could save his ass that's from public his knowledge ass. yeah 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 um yeah i mean i would have to go back and watch and see if they said anything but that's I mean, the only she, evidence I could have against it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it it makes sense, and especially if they're... It, what's the name of that story arc? Secret Takeover? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Like, if that's where they're headed, they're going to need some scrolls on the inside, yep. and obviously they just set this up 
that Sharon is probably one of the most connected people now that she has one foot in the government, one foot in Madripoor as the power broker. Like she is a very connected person, a very important person who has access to a lot of information from two very different factions in the US government and this Madripoor black market. So that could be a linchpin for the whole secret invasion if Sharon Carter is a scroll. So I, yeah, I have no reason to doubt it. Yeah. So my thoughts when I first watched the episode were that, like you said, Brian, we need scrolls. When Secret Evasion comes out, we need characters to be scrolls. Kevin Foggy himself said that you're not going to have huge cameos like big stars, quote unquote, like in the comics when all the heavy hitters were in were part of that uh, storyline. So Sharon Carter is the perfect non-huge character to turn into a scroll at some point now i have reasons why i think she is and i have a couple things that people put online about why she is and or why she isn't and hilariously the reasons are almost exactly the same people are using the same reasons as to why she is or she isn't so let's get into it really quick so the thing that i noticed and I want to ask you guys, and I don't know if you're going to notice unless you go back and actually watch now. When Sharon gets shot, every single time you see her, you do not see her blood. Ever. It's always covered. Okay. So there's even a scene at the end, and you talked about it, Paul, when you were going through your recap. She's standing against the car, and she's looking down at her stomach, and she's looking at the gauze covering it. And then Sam says, yo, Sharon. And she like looks, she goes like, oh shit. And kind of like covers it and looks up. It's like a little, you don't notice it. It If you're not paying attention, it could just be like, oh, she's surprised. But it looks like she's covering it so he can't see it. Mm -hmm. Schools have different color blood when they get shot or when they get, you know, cut. Um, I can't even confirm what color it is. Some people say green, some people say blue, some people say purplish. Uh, That'll be a Zach the Comic Guy question. But it ain't red. But it ain't red. Okay. Okay. So, so that would be that would be a dead giveaway, and we can at least verify. I'm sure you went back. We do not see any blood. I, I went back. Otherwise. I went back, and I tried pretty hard to see blood, and I didn't see anything. She's pretty much covered the entire time. I mean, that I makes buy sense. it. If she was a scroll and she was able to change, it would make sense why she would be able to steal all of this artwork and stuff. And you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and why she could hide in plain sight as the power broker watching over everybody. Yeah, just infiltrate. Well, she's got the mask to do that. She's got that dope. Well, that's I want to bring that mask up in a second. So, all right. So the next thing is that Bucky himself said it in the episode where we first meet her. She is a 100% totally different personality than we, than the Sharon Carter we knew from civil war and winter soldier. Okay. Yes. She could just be different because they screwed her over and she's on the run now, but she does not have anywhere close to the same personality she did in the movies. She's just straight up bad bitch. That's not a huge, like, you know, point to my theory. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Here's something I wanted to talk to you guys about specifically, though. Sharon Carter was snapped, okay? She was part of the blip, okay? This is confirmed in, I believe, Endgame. So she was not in Endgame because she was she was snapped. The snap for Thanos is the perfect opportunity for the scrolls to infiltrate the world because there's no confirmation there's no way to confirm who's snapped and who's not snapped until people just show back up or unless you see them in front of your face disappearing okay so it's an easy way for them to just take someone's spot and keep on rolling baby you know yeah so 
there's certain things in this show that indicate that the power broker was in operations during the snapping, the five years. There's a line where Nagel is saying that when he came back, the power broker contacted him to start his work all over again. When you think about it in that way, we're thinking about this timeline here where Sharon gets screwed over by the government. She goes on the run. Then the snap happens for five years and then everyone comes back and then we have six months and then Falcon and Winter Soldier happens. Okay, if she's the power broker, she would have had to unsnap herself and literally be like starting operations and become this very, very powerful person within six months and not have this operation going already. So it's either she was the power broker before, got snapped and came back and was the power broker. Or she got snapped, the scroll came in, took her place, and was the power broker throughout the five years. And when Nagel came back, that's when the power broker, as her, uh, contacted him and said, you know, let's do this thing. We also know that that she has a relationship with these Flag Smashers who were not snapped. Again, she would have had to get them all up in her shit for six months, the six months ASAP. So what was the confirmation that she was snapped? Just her absence from Endgame or was there a line? There's a scene in the beginning of Endgame where I think Steve says she was snapped. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, that's I don't remember that and that pisses me off honestly because if she's not a scroll, I'm furious that she's power broker because exactly what you're saying she needed to become a power broker an incredibly short amount of time. So earlier on in this episode I think it was, I don't remember who it was, Paul or Brian, obviously, said that people were pissed. And uh, It was you, Paul. You're saying that people were pissed about her being the power broker. And I said, I'll bring up later why some people were pissed. And that's exactly it. If she's not a scroll, it makes no freaking sense how she was able to become the power broker that quick. Oh, yeah. I hate that. And now, now that you confirmed for me that she was gone, how can you possibly rise to that level unless you are already like in the power broker in Madripoor's pocket while you were a U.S. agent helping out Captain America. But then why would you? Yeah, I call bullshit. The last thing is this face swap mask. So people people actually used the face swap mask both ways. One saying, well, she can't be a scroll because she needed the face swap mask. And the other way saying, well, why can't scrolls just use that as a way to make it look like they're using a face swap mask as just like a red herring? Yes. That, yeah, well, that, okay, that mask that, doesn't really help. It doesn't boost her one way or the other in my, in my eyes. Exactly, if, exactly. Okay. If she was a scroll, she couldn't change her appearance in front of Bucky. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, so she needed the mask if she was a scroll. Like, either way. Yeah. yeah. Paul, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a scroll she, couldn't just morph from a random person into Sharon in front of Bucky, you know? That's, what, that's why I don't understand how people are using that as an argument that she's not a scroll. I'm like, what? Yeah. If she has her power, she's not going to go around changing in front of everybody. So I 100% agree, uses the mask. If she's transformed into Sharon, the scroll uses the mask to ensure that people don't believe. I think the most compelling argument that I heard either way was that she would have had to consolidate her power as the power broker in six months. And yeah. that has me leaning towards... Sharon and scroll like that seems like the logical thing now to me. Yeah. And the last thing that people are saying, and I will debunk this myself, people are saying that it doesn't make sense that she's a scroll because why would a scroll choose Sharon Carter because she was supposed to be on the run? Well, there's a perfect reason why you would choose Sharon Carter because she has a relationship with 
Steve Rogers, who they didn't know at the time would die or not die, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, she has a relationship with Sam. She has a relationship with Bucky. She has a, a, a situation where if she gets back in their good graces, she could get a pardon and be agent Carter again. Like you don't know exactly. Like they're just saying, Oh, well, she's on the run. It's a stupid person to pick. I don't think that's a great reason why she wouldn't be a scroll. I could see why she's not the optimal person to pick, but at the same time, you're picking people that were blipped and you have to pick the right people. When and you say when you say picked, like how do you, how are you even like this is a like this is secret invasion, meaning like there's the scrolls, there's good scrolls, there's bad scrolls. So the bad scrolls that are invading are literally coming up with a war plan saying, All right, yo, you, you're gonna go down and you're gonna be you're gonna be Agent Carter. You're just saying, like, you're going to be this person, you're going to be that person, you're going to infiltrate this, you're going to infiltrate that, and they're, this is all part of their plan. That's what I, when I say pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, so they're basically just keeping tabs on all these powerful people, and Sharon was one of those people. Um, well, yeah, in the MCU, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, if that's their goal, if, if the scrolls that are trying to infiltrate are able to keep tabs on that many people... Um, and picking Sharon would be a good pick because everybody else is back and she's the only one. Yeah. I mean, when I'm saying scrolls infiltrating, there's a lot. So yeah, it wouldn't be weird that they're just picking Sharon. It's not like, Oh, we have one option. It's Sharon. There's a lot, a lot of scrolls that are going to be in secret invasion. All right. Well, this sounds like a higher vibe, higher vibe. Jimmy is Sharon Carter, a scroll where you, where's your head at right now? My head is that she's a scroll. I think that she's the perfect person to have as a scroll yeah. for Secret Invasion. I do. And if we're going to get into this last bit with her, who's she on the phone with? Okay. One side is I'm on I'm on the phone with the scrolls. I'm on the phone with you know whoever I need to be talking to. That's the the head of the battalion or whatever for the scrolls. Yeah. The other person you, she could be talking to if she is straight up the power broker and not a scroll is Justin Hammer, baby. Let's go. People, <laughs> people were literally saying throughout the series that he could have been the power broker himself and people wanted him to be the power broker. So maybe he is someone that she's talking to, but I, I think that it's the scroll. She's okay. To. Something that I just thought of that would hundred percent boost the theory that she's a scroll. When she's talking to Carly, Carly's like, I didn't want to take over the world. That was your vision. Why the hell would Sharon ever want to take over the world unless she was a scroll? Yeah, I mean... That is almost a, a huge piece of evidence, I feel. Yeah. Because Sharon, why would Sharon want to take over the world? There you go. Scrolls are trying to take over the world so, you know, they can find a place to stop running. Okay. <laughs> Fuck me, man. I got to take a whole new outlook on this. Let's do I'm, it. Bi- I'm vibing this one real hard, Jim. I'm, I'm, right. I'm glad you brought this to our attention because, like, where I'm at now, that theory seems like... For me, it's higher than fifty percent likelihood. Like yeah. in my head, like I, I feel like that. Fits. I'm, I'm pissed off if she's not, because how the <laughs> hell can you? Yeah, yeah. Fuck All yeah. right, cool. That was awesome. Should All we get right. to the final grade now? Man, I'll, uh, I'll I'll start first. I honestly want to give it a nine out of ten. I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought it was, you know, a little slow in the beginning. They throw you into that first action scene. And then it's kind of all set up. Um, you're not really sure where it's going. You're like, why the hell is Sam talking about a boat? But I mean, once you were able to binge, like not having to simmer on an episode for a week, it just felt like its own movie. And it felt mm-hmm. like it fit perfectly. I love how in the beginning Sam was the Falcon. And now I'm totally comfortable with him being Cap. 
I was de- definitely hesitant before. Now I'm like so for it. It's unbelievable. I love what they did with Bucky. I just, I really loved it. Nine, nine out of 10. And give me a letter grade since we did that for uh, WandaVision. Uh, or what's a nine out of 10? I guess that's got to be like a B plus, right? Just remember what you gave WandaVision. I gave WandaVision like a C or C minus or something. What? I don't think you did, boy. I think you gave it a B. I think I gave it a. I think I gave it a B. Yeah. All right. Well. Fuck it. A. I give Falcons one. Cats <laughs> W. I give it an A. A minus. All right, Brian. You want to go next, or you want me to to hit it? No, I can go. So the letter grade, I would give it a B. And mm-hmm. I would have given WandaVision an A minus. Ooh. I fucking okay. loved WandaVision. You guys are crazy. I'm glad I wasn't on that podcast because I would have I would have fought to the death. No, I and that's kind of how I scaled it. I wanted to give this a good grade, but I think I put WandaVision like a small tier ahead of it. So I think this this is a B, borderline B plus. I would have given WandaVision the A minus. Um but what they did, like Paul was saying, they we have a new Captain America, and they gave us these two characters that I honestly didn't really care about, or I didn't think that I cared about Bucky and Sam that much going into it. And now they have me like so excited to see them again in the movies. And that's mission accomplished, but the action sequences were great. They did a really good job of world-building Earth post-Thanos. Um, and I just thought it was really well put together. So, yeah, B, give it the B plus. I'm trying to remember exactly. I was the highest on WandaVision besides Zach, and I believe I gave it a B plus or an A minus. I'm going to give Falcon and the Winter Soldier an A minus as well. Um, cool. I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier slightly is was better than WandaVision as a whole. I think that for WandaVision... I really commend like Kevin Feige, the MCU, the director of that show for doing what they did and, and being as innovative as they were. And I think that in the future, Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, all of those entities with the mystical arts and the, and the reality bending situations and scenarios, that's going to just get more and more innovative. That was just the beginning. You know, I just think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier, everything that you guys said it just puts it a little bit over the top for WandaVision. Like if I'm being completely honest with everyone, I don't think I would really watch WandaVision again. I think that I saw it once and once is enough, but I would watch Falcon and Winter Soldier again. I said it in the very beginning, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to me was just, it was just comforting going back to the MCU template. I just loved everything about it. Like you guys said, it brought a full conclusion to Bucky and Sam's storylines. Bucky shed the Winter Soldier moniker. He is now Sergeant Barnes, like you said, Brian. Sam is now Captain America, and I am 100% so happy with it. I think the Falcon the Winter Soldier did a great job with that. There are things that were wrong with it, but to be honest, I really thought that WandaVision was more hype than actual content to me. I think that the fact that certain things didn't pan out actually made me more salty. And that's why, I mean, I, I gave it an A minus or B plus, but Paul and Luke specifically, they got real salty on it. And I don't blame them because there was some things that bothered me a lot with Ralph Boner and that, but both. I just want to say that the MCU came in, they took over Disney plus. We got the MCU back after 365 days or, or so of no MCU. And they nailed it with two phenomenal series. 
We cannot wait for Loki coming up in June. We will be covering Loki. And after that, it's the what if show. And I don't know if we'll be covering that because it's not specifically MCU related, like to the phases, but that will be an awesome show as well. So we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to do it for us guys. If you like what you heard, our podcast also covers the brand new Netflix original shadow and bone. Uh, we cover WandaVision, Season 5 of The Magicians, Amazon's The Boys, The Haunting of Hill House, and Bly Manor. We cover a, a lot of good stuff. If you're on the World Wide Web, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.